everyone. Welcome to episode seven of season five of Performing the Arts. My name, as always, is Brandon Davis. I don't know why I keep on saying it. I feel like you already know that, but in case you're listening on the audio version, then yes, you probably don't know who I am. So yeah. uh, joining me today is a great friend. I've known her for almost, for, for a, better part, a better part of a decade. Uh, her name is Christian Cordova. She's better known as just Dover. Uh, she's a singer, actress living in New York City. Uh, well, singer, songwriter, and actress living in New York City. There we go. Uh, partial director from, from a couple of times I know I've known her. Uh, so yeah, Christian. First, e uh, very easy question: How'd you get into the performing arts? Um, okay. Well, believe it or not, um, as a child, I was very shy. I'm a very shy person, actually. Um, but it wasn't up until I'd say high school that I discovered my talent. You know, as a kid, I admired all of these artists. Um, I was in love with Mandy Moore at the time, Selena, of course. And I really admired their performance skills. Like I, I really admired their courage, their their artistic abilities. Um, and I, I wanted to do that. I just, I was just shy. Um, so it wasn't up until high school that I was like, yo, I'm tired of, of being inside the shell. I feel constricted. I just, I have all these ideas and I wanna put them, bring them to life. Um, during that time, I was, I was living upstate in Fallsburg, New York, and I had very supportive friends and yeah. um, they were just, they would push me. They'd be like, you know, just do it. Just do it. It's a matter of just doing it. And it is true. I mean, there's really no advice for that because it's a matter of just taking your ideas and just throwing it out there and see what happens. And um, I, I always wrote poetry as a child. I like to draw. Um, I was very, very expressive a very expressive child. So um, when I was upstate, we started doing these poetry slams and um, slash open mics. So I read, I read excerpts from my journals and put them all together. And that's what I performed as a poem. And um, I, I got reaction. Like I got a lot of reaction from the crowd. Like they were laughing, they were enjoying themselves. They were listening, they were entertained. And um, I felt fulfilled. So I was just like, oh, wow, like this isn't that bad. Yeah. Um, so then from there, I kind of just kept kept um, kept volunteering to perform at this poetry slam slash open mic and um, do skits. I would just bring them to life. And then um, I became part of this Christmas show that they had. We did a dance skit. And that's where I discovered my skills for my talent for acting. Hmm. Um, we were, I was assigned a short scene with my scene partner. And then there was another short scene that was part of the Christmas show. Um, and those two people, they backed out like 20 minutes, 15 minutes before the show. <laughs> really? And and my scene partner were like, screw it. We're going to, we're going to take it on. We're going to do it we memorized those lines. We memorized that scene in such a short amount of time. And um, when I was on stage, it just, I was just in character. There wasn't, it wasn't an acting school. So there wasn't much direction. It was pretty much just instinct, all instinct. And me and my partner were connected. Um, 
the audience, I received a lot of good feedback. They were like, oh, why don't, are you going to go into acting school? But at the time I was all about saving the animals and the yeah. Peace Corps. So I was like, no, I want to, I want to work for ASPCA and join the Peace Corps. And, um, and then it wasn't up until, it wasn't up until I think I was like 19 years old or something. I was, I, I paint as well. So that's what got me into the scene. Um, I started showcasing my art at these art shows um, in Harlem, in the Bronx. Uh, shout out to Harlem, shout out to the Bronx. In Queens, shout out to Queens, Brooklyn as well. And I met a lot of really dope people who got to know me outside of the art shows that knew that I was acting, that knew that I was making music. Um, Cause it's, I started making music. I think my first song I, I released was 2016 um, yeah. post Mm -hmm. which which was a poem and then I figured out how to turn it into a song so um fantasy and color is is a collective that provides platforms for artists and during that time I met them and they were like super supportive and they were like hey like um during their open mics there were people who didn't want to go first so they were just like hey like, can you just go first, please, to just break the ice? Like, you know, you're 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 an actor. Like, you do this. <laughs> so, um, okay, I'll do that. Yeah, right. So, kind of just like being thrown into the water and being given that opportunity and that platform, and realizing that people want to listen. There's people out there that want to listen to yeah. to me, and um, so that's really how I got into it all. Like, it was just all it all played out so smoothly, uh, seamlessly, I'd say. I'm not saying it was easy, but it yeah. was seamless. I, I, I got into the scene and people people accepted me for what I brought. Like people accepted yeah. my poems when I was showcasing my art. People accepted my poems when I was doing my poetry on the open mics and people accepted my music when I started performing my music. And, um, and what I, 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 my love for music and acting, you know, it's, I, I, I don't prefer one or the other, but um, they are two very different experiences. And the thing I appreciate the most about music is that I, I'm in full control because, you yeah. know, I write my music, um, you know, I'm able to choose the beats. I don't make the beats. I have friends yeah. um, that make the beats, thankfully. And, you know, thankfully, I, 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 I know engineers who like mix it up for me. You know, I, I could say I'm pretty lucky in that sense that people like me like my music enough to want to work with me even with my music videos like recently i've had a couple of folks reach out like hey like i really like this song i want to shoot a music video for you um which is amazing because it's it's been a little hard to regroup my team that i've worked with prior um yeah. a couple of years because you know everyone's got their own thing going on that's the thing yeah. about artists like once you start becoming more known or you know better at your craft um you just start creating your own projects or becoming booked for other projects so it yeah. just not uh, not only that especially with the past year a year and a half or so with covid it's it's even much more of a struggle because you know artists that you do know they may have already left new york or something like that because of you know, like last year, it was like so horrible to live in New York because the amount of uh, COVID cases that were going up. So people that you knew, especially in the art industry, in arts industry, especially in entertainment, they already like skipped, well, I wouldn't say skipped town, but they already left New York just to be on the safe side. So people that you knew 
you know, it's a much more harder. So if you do want to like try and reestablish yourself with these connections, it's, it could be, a, it's probably a lot more harder now because, you know, as you said, uh, not only things change, people change, you know, uh, artists change a lot, uh, but also some, sometimes these connections may be living abroad or maybe living in another state. So it definitely is a lot more, a lot more of a hassle when you're trying to do essentially a, hey, um, I want to try, I want to, I'm, I'm trying to reach back to everyone and, you know, who still lives in New York, uh, who still lives in, in the tri-state, at least in New York, Jersey, maybe even Connecticut, you know, uh, is there someone who I know that lives maybe uh, uh, two states away and something like that. So it definitely feels a lot more hectic now than it probably does. I mean, and again, this is just from from people who I know, people who you know, it's like, it definitely feels like, and yeah, it definitely feels like, you know, we're trying, you know, artists are trying their best to essentially go back to normal and what is normal when we've been essentially inside of our homes, just acting in front of a computer for like a year and a half now. And, and again, I'm not, you know, additioning on that fact, it's just that, you know, it's, it's a much more harder fact that, you know, it's like, and the sad thing is that I've been in Zoom acting things where it's like people who I've been acting with that, you know, they could be living in Texas or Virginia or something like that. And they know the people, in, you know, they know the people who run the thing and the people who run the thing are living in New York. So it's like, why can't I be acting with these people in front of the room instead of being, you know, in, you know, over the computer. So I do feel like, you know, over the past couple of years, especially like, as you said, you know, when someone grows as an artist, they do definitely want to reach back out to you. But sometimes people who do grow as an artist, they feel like, eh, maybe I'll reach back to you. Maybe I won't, I don't know. It depends on it. Like it depends on the person. So, and sadly that's a sad state in theaters that people who, you know, in theater, they will change sometimes for the better and they will change probably for the worse too. And you always have to keep an eye on the people who are changing for the better because the people who aren't changing for the, who are changed for the worst are the ones who are essentially, or who are essentially toxic. And you don't want to be in that toxic, uh, toxic background in theater because yeah. Again, it's like a long discussion itself, especially because toxicity in theater has always been around and, you know, it's like, and, you know, this, you know, the favoritism, all that stuff. And then here's, you know, here's someone who, who's like Joe Schmo trying to do his like best in being an actor. And he's like a rookie actor. And he doesn't even know all this stuff. And he just happens to be a friend. He just happens to be, become friends with someone who is quite toxic as an actor. Yeah, it definitely. So yeah, I, I definitely do agree that you know it's like every now and then it's like people do change. So it's like you're trying to reconnect with people. At the same time, it's like we also we've been living in a pandemic for the past year and a half. So it's like how many people do I know in this in this great state of mind, and how many people who I do know happen to move away because of the pandemic. So and it's like. Will they still be able to help me even, you know, during this? Phase? So yeah.
it's it's a, it's a weird time. Yeah, this whole pandemic really, woo, it, it's yeah. been, it's really been something. Um, I've been home for the most of it. And um, it's, I've been on a plateau, I could say. Um, it's been, it's been quite a ride because, you know, when you're home, um, you're pretty much left with yourself, obviously. Yeah. And you can either take it or leave it. And what I mean by that is you can really take it and, and spend time with yourself and see, you know, where you come short, where, what your strengths are, et cetera, yeah. what you prove. Um, and, and, or you can kind of just, just be home and go, yeah. you know, um, you know, it was a little bit of both, but I've definitely did a lot of introspecting and, yeah. and questioned, really questioned what's next for me as an artist. Um, I mean, currently yeah. I'm grateful because I do have projects going on. I'm grateful that I always have something going on. Thank God. Like yeah. even when I do like, there's always something going on. And um, so, but the, the real question for myself is really like, okay, like what can I do different, you know, coming out of this pandemic as an artist, you know, because initially that's what it is. Like, yes, as a person, um, yeah. which co-entires, correlates, but really as an artist, because that's, that's what I'm trying to make. That's what I'm making my name, my, my self, my name as, you know, that's what I'm yeah. making a name for myself as. Um, so it's, it's been quite interesting, um, being, cause I'm, I'm at Brooklyn college, obviously. And, um, yeah. Zoom has been intense. You would think that, that there wouldn't be the amount of intense emotions there is because it's online but surprisingly we were able to connect we were able to connect um zoom theater is not the same at all yeah. not my favorite i'm not even gonna lie i hate it i freaking hate it yeah and um i cannot wait to get back on the stage and and be back in person and i just really really hope that we could come back strong from this um the world you know we as yeah. as you know because i wouldn't want to experience theater in a mask yeah. you know i want to it's just this whole thing is crazy to me i'm not even going to get into it but yeah I'm really surprised at how i'm i'm grateful we were able to adapt and yeah. we still do the things we do i was still able to perform you know, um, not as much as I'd like, but I, I was performing my music. Um, yeah. You know, like I, I got the opportunity to perform in front of people um, a couple of times during during this whole pandemic thing. And, um, you know, and I'm still, you know, I'm still I'm still making things, which which is great. And um, I just really hope we could come out of this and, and kind of go back to being normal, maybe yeah. not act normal, but just somewhat at least having theater back you know interactive theater um because that's 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 what fulfills me as a person i i need to express myself i need to experience other people expressing themselves yeah. you know like that vulnerability and, and that that like, interaction yeah you, you just need to have it's like the same thing i was talking to uh to my previous guests is that you need to have that uh 
familiarity with people in front of you is like I is like as much as I love doing Zoom theater because it, it it is really a good way to keep yourself uh, occupied with your theater uh, notion, all that stuff, and. I say all that stuff like I'm not really a theater person. Anyway, uh, uh, but yeah, it keeps me occupied with theater. It keeps me occupied with being an actor and stuff like that too. And my previous guest and I, uh, we were talking about essentially uh, how she, how essentially it's like she doesn't like doing self taping, and I've haven't really done self-taping at all because I I miss being in front of people and auditioning in front of people and it's like it's like once you have that moment of being in front of people and showing what you could do in front of people rather than just being like a uh, a caricature of what you could do uh in front of the computer not front well in front of the computer in front of the camera that sort of thing it, it'll feel different because it's like a moment of you caught on film rather than seeing a moment of you in uh, in performance in, in live performance because it's like where you know film is or rather where computer film that sort of thing you know when you're recording it like now you know this could be a, a totally different experience if it was it's just you know two of us and say like somewhere in like Brooklyn College, uh, sitting across from each other in like a very interview style manner or something like that. You know, we would be feeding off of each other's energy, and we still are feeding feeding off of each other's energy. But it's much more of a, a different thing where it's just like you can't really describe the feeling of of being in front of people while interacting with the, your cast members on stage because yeah. not only are you uh not only are you uh, interacting with people on you know so your lines and cues can be a lot more have a lot more oof in terms of that you know it also helps your performance with your fellow co-stars because you know Sometimes in rehearsal, you know, in rehearsal, you know, it's just you, directors, you know, everyone else in the cast, stagehands, all that stuff. You know, it's like maybe a couple, you know, a couple other people on the technical side. So it doesn't really have that much of an impact. But once you have a live audience, that's when the impact really helps you. Right, right, and that's really the thing also that like screwed me up because you know I, I understand professors have to figure out how they can compensate for not being in person, but some really just gave us so much work, shoving so much work down our throat that we can't, I can't even enjoy this experience of learning a character, you know, because every week it's a new character. Every week it's, it's new things to memorize. I appreciate it, but at the same time, it's just it doesn't that that gratifying sense of of being able to get to know someone the character get to know their life get to embody them get to really experience them it's just not there you know and and, and as as an actor as a performer you know as a human that's that's what i that's what i want 
I want to get to know somebody, a character, you know, I want to get to experience them. I want to get to, I want to be able to tell their story. Um, but just this whole Zoom thing has really been a blow. And, you know, they're talking about potentially going back onto campus next yeah. semester, but who knows, who knows? Yeah. It's just- I, I, I think in terms of, uh, not to cut you off, but I, I think for the most part, no one had in their right mind essentially a year's worth of being online. I think they were thinking at least maybe a semester or something like that. Like, a, like you had the rest of the semester and then you have another semester and then probably a be back to uh, back to normal or, uh, you know, early this year. And sure enough, it's like we were starting to get back to normal earlier this year too. So it's like maybe by the end of this year, CUNY would be like, okay, uh, we'll go into the notion of both online stuff, but also uh, in-class stuff. Because I know like the in-class stuff from what, from what I heard were stuff like science classes, stuff like that. So I'm pretty sure that theater classes will be like, also like that too, because at some point, uh, Brooklyn College would have to have the theater department uh, have shows in the, in the main stages or even in a little small black box too, because, you know, it's like, uh, they've already gave the, the notion of, oh, at the time of this filming, they already gave a notion of, it's they're starting to like roll back in, in terms of like theater spaces, all that stuff. So it's like starting to increase the capacity. And by the time July hits, uh, like everything will be back at full capacity. So I'm, I'm hoping essentially uh, within a span of maybe, until, maybe uh, uh, by year's end, everything will be sort of back to normal, but still at least a normalist quality where people could actually go back because I would love to go back to Brooklyn College as a as a as an alumni and maybe even and, and just like visit people who I know and stuff like that is like and see shows of, and see shows of people who especially friends of mine like you and like being on you know, so I can see you on stage is just that you know it, it's it's hard essentially this and this will go into my next thing which is essentially uh Okay, since we were talking about COVID and stuff like that too, uh, last year, you know, uh, I had to graduate online. You know, uh, I started a semester at, on campus and then I ended the semester sitting at home watching my name just coming across as, you know, and, and being a graduate. You know, not necessarily the, my, not necessarily what I had planned out, but from your perspective, especially since you're a BFA actor and you're uh, one, I would like to go into that too, uh, uh, being a BFA actor, but before I do that, uh, what, and you've been talking about essentially your experience with, with Zoom theater, uh, especially well online classes and stuff like that. From your perspective, like how hard, it, is it still essentially hard to transition from on-site campus, that sort of thing too, where it's just like, where it is now, where it's just like, we're on my computer, we're on a phone, just trying to, uh, trying to do that because like last year, my two theater classes 
you know, one was a practical class. So I needed to be in front of a, in a workshop in order to do all my projects. And two, my other class was my uh, Keystone class in order to graduate. And I needed to be with my group and everybody, but it was much more hard to be in, to be uh, in a group setting rather than just being a, you know, it's, it's a much more of a, yeah. So yeah, uh, from your experience, what was the mindset of essentially hanging we had essentially a couple of months on campus and then suddenly in March, everyone go home. Yeah, I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, as in, as an introverted extrovert, um, I could say I got the best of both worlds in the sense that, yes, the whole thing freaking sucked that we had to be on Zoom. But at the same time, I was glad I didn't have to be around so many people. Yeah. Um, but as far as your question, how how I think I'll be able to transition, I think I'll be fine. You know, I, I adapt very easily, thankfully. Um, and I'm just I'm looking forward to it. I am going to miss being home, <laughs> being yeah. a full introvert, you know, no pressure to hang out, no pressure to do anything. You know what I'm saying? But at the same time, I'm just, I'm tired. I'm tired of COVID. Like yeah. I'm tired of, of talking about it. You know, I'm tired of, of really like thinking that there can be possibly another year of it. I'm just like, damn, like it was a good break. It was a good break from society for a fact. Cause you know, the streets of Manhattan are, are so easy to walk through now, yeah. you know, like things, things seem, seem calmer, but you know, um, I definitely wouldn't mind being back on site. Um, I do, I do have some worries though, just in the sense that, you know, we haven't been in person for a while and believe it or not, tension builds over zoom um for whatever reason so just dismantling that tension in person is is the only thing um that i'd be worried about but other than that um you know i i'm just looking forward to the day where we could just be in person not have to wear a mask yeah that's another thing you know as like as someone who who looks for that um and and who looks for for you know body language, physical gestures, et cetera. Like I can't read lips now. So I have, it, it just makes it harder to communicate with someone. I work at a bar. So, yeah. you know, um, I used to rely on reading lips because, you know, there's music, there's people talking. Um, but now I, I'm just relying on the eyes and, and, you know, like my ears, you know, tuning into, tapping into different, different senses. It's been it's been real interesting. I'm not gonna lie. Um, it's been real yeah, interesting. I, I at my previous job before I got fired, uh, I had to do the same thing. Where it's like, uh, you know, you know, I worked at a restaurant, so I was like, "What do you want? Uh, okay, a burger." And they'd be like, "Okay, I want a cheeseburger and all that stuff." And it'd be pretty clear. But at the same time, it's a lot more harder to uh, listen to someone when uh, they do have their mask on or something to that effect where it's just like, and I mean, I've grown accustomed to wearing a mask, so I don't mind wearing a mask, especially on public, but if I'm in front of people and I'm acting, I would rather have a mask off and actually act in front of people rather than just being, uh, 
oh, uh, like, oh, when the camera's off, put the mask back on, stuff like that. Oh, yeah, of course, when the camera's off and stuff like that. It's, I'm no fool in that world, all that stuff. But, so it's like, it, it's, I'd rather have the, the feeling of being in person talking to people and ha not having the, the notion of, okay, it's like, mm -hmm. like once I'm done, it's like, mm -hmm, okay. So that was me putting my mask back on. Mm -hmm. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I want to get back to performing. I just want to get back to creating with other artists, being in the same room as other artists, because that energy in itself really, really feeds an artist, being surrounded by other artists, being in a supportive environment, that's what I miss being in a being in an environment full of artists. I really yeah. I, I going to those art shows. I miss yeah going to see my friends perform. I miss performing, being on that stage. I just I miss it all. Like I feel like I was catching momentum right before. Oh right yeah. before. like right before March it. I was like I was I was getting that momentum too. It's where it's just like I knew something was going to be happening, and then suddenly, well, it's. Yeah, it is what it is. But mm -hmm. speaking of other artists, you I mentioned this before, and you are part of the BFA program at Brooklyn College, uh, mm -hmm. the Bachelor's of Fine Arts. That's what BFA stands for. It doesn't mean anything else, although it could be, although there are terms that uh, it could mean a bad freaking ass or something like that. So yeah, but how did you? I've tried in the past again the BFA program, but it is a very hard program to actually uh, get accepted in because one, you have to audition and then you have to audition again and then you have to audition once more. And it's like a, like a very round, like a very, it's like essentially getting into a um, conservatory uh, for a few years. Uh, so how did you manage to not only get into the bfa program how did you actually like did you apply for the bfa program almost on a whim or was it just like like i know some people who because some i think yeah some of our mutual friends were part of the bfa pro, bfa program so i was like you know what if all of them are just saying hey this is a great uh program to do i may as well do it so yeah how did you um get into the BFA program at Brooklyn College. I am so blessed. I'm gonna start off with that. So um, after I graduated BMCC, um, I took a year off because, yeah. you know, I, I feel like it's a very common notion that artists believe that their career is gonna skyrocket after yeah. they graduate. I was one of those artists. <laughs> um, so I'm like, yeah, graduated. Now my, my career is gonna skyrocket. You know, you gotta kind of get hit with reality that it doesn't really work that way for everybody. Um, so after taking a year off, I really miss being in college. I, I love learning. I love meeting people. I love, you know, those interactive experiences. I love theater, I love creating. I That's where, you know, inspiration, et cetera. So then I'm like, you know what? I heard a lot of great things. It was either, um, Brooklyn College or Lehman, because I had heard a lot of good things about Lehman as well. Yeah. But Lehman is way out of way, my way. way <laughs> I'm like, I'm not going to travel all the way to Lehman. Um, so then I applied. I sent in my application right before the deadline because I had missed the first deadline. Yeah. So then then I applied 
And so the, they make you write a five page essay. Honestly, yeah. that was the hardest part for me. The five page essay, it was literally maybe a week before it was due. And I'm in my therapist's office and I'm just like, I don't know what I'm gonna write about. It's, it's, an, it's an essay about yourself, which yeah. you would think easiest, but it's really not. Um, but she helped me break it down. She was like, take it by parts you know, write this part first, that part, that part, you know, shout outs to her. Um, she is an amazing woman. And um, so I got the, I got that down path. They ask you to choose some contemporary monologues, um, you know, and then you go into the audition and you perform. When I say I'm blessed, right? Cause the night yeah. before I decided to celebrate, <laughs> I work at a bar there's a bar right across the street from me. So after work, I'm like, I'm going to celebrate. I have an audition tomorrow at Brooklyn College. Let's go. Um, very irresponsible of me. Because yeah. <laughs> the next day I woke up, I was hungover. Um, you know, I, I couldn't find the entrance, but whatever, I made it. And um, I am, I have charisma. I have a personality. Oh, yeah. And um, that's, that's very important in, in, in this field. And, um, you know, I feel like that's, that is a plus for me when people yeah. see that they're already like, Ooh, like we see Christian, we see Dova, what, what is she going to bring? And they're excited to see what I have to offer. Um, and also they were very impressed by the fact that I was able to recall my professor's names from BMCC. Cause of course they've left a major impact in my life. Um, yeah. shout out to my BMCC and, um, so, and then, um, you know, the callbacks, um, they just want to see how you listen in a group setting and how you interact with your group, you know, and then it's very interesting to see the other students because there's many different types, you know, you have the ones that will show out, you have the ones that are shy, you have the ones that are kind of in between, um, you know, and, and that's really how my experience was. Um, I know I'm making it sound seamless, but during the time, I, it, it is a lot of pressure. It is a lot of yeah. pressure. Um, my hardest part was the five page essay. Um, and then, you know, the audition, I, when they called me, I was just so surprised. Like, I mean, it was everything I wanted, of course, but I was just like, oh my God, like, cause I had heard the same thing. I had heard it's so hard to get into the program. Um, you know, mutual friends as well that tried to get into the program and they didn't get into the program. You know, um, so I just want to say I'm blessed and, you know, obviously talented <laughs> if I'm in the program. Um, so that that was my experience. Hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it, it, the BFA program is like I, I remember I'm not sure if it was Patrick who I talked to. Uh, uh, hmm. It may have been. But I know he's an actor, and like I know he's like an actual. You know, I mean, well, I'm well, of course we're an old actual actor, but I know he's an actor on TV and stuff like that. And I'm not sure if it was him in the office, but I was talking to someone in the BFA office. I was like, "Hey, uh, I was wondering about how applying, you know, how applying works on this. They gave me a sheet and all that stuff, and I was looking at the sheet. And like it's like the same thing you just told, like you said before. He's like they want like a five page essay or something like that." Uh, bring your monologues, uh, audition stuff, all that stuff. And then I think it was like one, and then I would talk to a lot of my uh, professors and they were like, well, it's, if you do get part of the BFA program, it's like, it's a very small chance you might get selected because it's like, uh, it, they only like, 
except I believe six students a new like every year or so like yeah, every twelve. Twelve. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, so it definitely feels like. You know, I, I I hang on. I think the master's degree is like maybe six students a year. I'm not sure, or, or I may be, I may be uh, jumbling the numbers up, but it definitely is a hard program to get into because, but from what I've seen, the BFA program has a lot of great actors and actresses and performers. And the same with the, uh, the, uh, the master, the, you know, the, the MFA students too. It's like, there's just something about the Brooklyn College Theater Department that has allowed me and you too, to really explore not only new ground, but also just explore more insights of your own acting thing because uh, yeah. a few years ago I was at Hunter College and I really didn't like the experience at Hunter College because Hunter College one very elitist school I, I, to be you know no you know a very elitist school especially if you aren't uh, you know you know from the Upper East Side or something like that but when you're part of the uh, theater program there, it definitely feels like it's much more of an elitist thing where it's just like, people will be mindful about how you act and stuff like that too. So even if you're still struggling, like even with me, when I was struggling there, uh, they really didn't think about, hey, you know, this, you know, they never really thought it was like, hey, you might have not passed your audition phase, but we would like to have you on to be as a behind the scenes thing. So that way over the course of, you know, a production or show, you might get uh, experience of what to do and all that stuff, but they never actually gave me, and I don't feel like they never get, actually gave those, you know, opportunities. They're always looking for the best of the best or, the, you know, or in, in, in almost, most of the most of the cases, it was always favoritism. It's like we're just doing this audition just to do uh, formalities. I already know who I'm picking. You know, my best friend Cody, you know, or something like that, or or my my fresh, you know, uh, you know, my best friend uh, Jill is coming from Long Island, so she's definitely going to be getting a part, that sort of thing. So it's like, you know, it definitely feels like they sometimes, but. It definitely feels like it, something to that effect, especially for the two semesters I was there. But at Brooklyn College, I didn't feel like at all like stressed to be there. I felt like I was actually, I was felt like I was part of a family. And I do feel like I am still part of the family because I know great people still in that program, not only in your BFA uh, program, but also BFA students in the past, MFA students from the past, BA students that, that I graduated with. Uh, technical theater, shout out to the technical uh, theater too, uh, because we do amazing work because if you're doing a show and you have to know how well this show is like, how well is this set? <laughs> and that was part of the reason. Uh, so yeah, shout out to Nambuka, Redman and others probably hopefully watching this. Uh, but yeah. To yeah. Me, but yeah, but I could understand why you said you were blessed because uh, Brooklyn College, as I said, it's a great place to understand your worth as an actor or actress or performer. Yes, it's, it's very intensive. It's a very intensive program. I'm not gonna lie. Um, 
they are very supportive though. Yeah. And which is something I appreciate. They do leave a space for, for us to express ourselves and, you know, express our concerns and they do find ways to accommodate. Um, it is a very, very acting focused program, which is different from my experience at BMCC because BMCC, um, yeah. we were experience a little bit of everything here at Brooklyn College. We still have to do the practicums. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a good program, I must say. Um, it's about I'm two years in, which is crazy. I have one yeah. year left the semester, which is crazy. Um, because I'm just like, wow, like time flies, um, you know, and, and just really right now we're in the process of, I'm in the process of writing my proposal for the final essay, the thesis, um, yeah. which is four pages, you know, it's an, a, another essay about yourself and your experience and what you, you learn and who you are as an actor. That question is daunting, by the way, who are you as an actor? <laughs> It's so daunting because I'm just like, I'm changing every day. Like I cannot, yeah. I cannot label, like, I don't know. It, it's been a question that I'm still, I'm still processing. I have to yeah. write about it later. And I'm just like, who am I as an act, as an actor? You know, who am I as an artist? Um, but it's very daunting. Yeah. Like that question, who am I, who am I as an artist? Because like, like I said before, it's like, I've known you primarily as an actress and then and then like a few years ago I heard you start singing and I was like wow wait Chris music can sing she can sing pretty good and I was like I didn't know and then you stuff with poetry too it's like there are it was like and yeah it's there are many some and also you direct well direct on the side maybe every now and then but mm -hmm. there are it's it's weird because you know and I do agree with you it's like every day every day who am I as an artist am I an actor am I a writer am I a play am I feel like I'm a director can I do sound today you know it's like that's right right see and that's the thing that I used to argue at BMCC all the time because one okay so like a piece of advice that you know um, some of the professors would give me would be like, hey, you know, I understand you enjoy all these outlets. I understand, you know, you do what you do, um, but you should just focus on one thing and yeah. master one. But it wasn't up until this one professor, um, Daphne Secret, she was like, Christian, I didn't know how much, like how, mu how much of an artist you are up until I saw your social medias. Cause you know, she only knew me as an, as an actress in college. And, yeah. and then you know, found each other on social media and she was just like, wow. Like, she's like, no, she's like, you, you're not meant to be boxed in. She's like, you, you do what you want. You do all these yeah. things. They all correlate music, yeah. sound, design, directing, acting. If you're an actor that goes into directing, you already have an upper hand as because you started off as an actor, you learned those skills. And now when you go into directing, you understand actors and now you're a director. So it's just yeah. all things correlate. Same thing with writing poetry, writing poetry, turn into writing music, turn into writing some scripts. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And then it's like, it all music, music. You have music on, on, on stage, you know, everything, everything 
correlates and can coexist. So I will not limit myself to one thing because if I do, I'm miserable. Like, yeah. so it's just like, I, I need, I need all of that. I need all of these, all of these outlets, um, you know, because, because of, of me being that way, I'm able to direct, I'm able to put together my own music videos, you know, cause obviously like it's, everything's on a low budget but i'm just i'm grateful that i have the skills to be able to put things together and create things and and that's also something that that i'm very happy with myself that i have the and you're always working sorry and you're always working with talented people too especially behind the camera yes thanks thank god you know what i'm saying like i'm just I'm just so, so grateful because, you know, every time somebody comes up to me and they're like, hey, you've been doing this for a while. Like, what advice do you have pertaining to music? Because that's what I put on social media. Like you won't people don't really know I'm acting unless, you know, they've they've been in college with me or my close friends, et cetera, because I don't put that side of me out on social media. Not that I have anything, but I just, you know. Anyway, um, so they'll ask me like, hey, your music, you've been doing it for a while. What advice do you have? My only advice is do what you want to do Don't, and, and then and put it out there. Because first of all, people people are going to have something to say regardless. And and as an artist or, or someone who's just getting into it, you're not it's not going to be perfect unless you've been doing this for years and just decided to finally show the world your skills, but it's not going to be perfect. So it's just like, I, the way I've done it is I've created things that I've been content with. I'm happy with this song. I'm going to put it out there because there is an audience for everyone. There is an audience for everybody. So, and practice makes better. You know what I'm saying? As long as you just keep doing it, keep putting your stuff out there, you get comfortable with it. And then things just kind of slide off. You know what I'm saying? You become that's how you get to know who you are as, as an artist. That's how you get to know what you like, what you want to create. That's how you get to see what people like and what kind of audience you want, et cetera. Um, but that's my biggest piece of advice, you know, just do what feels good to you and put it out there. And no matter what, like no matter what happens afterwards, because it's, if that's what you want to do, how else are you going to do it other than just throwing yourself into the water? Same thing with my style. I've had people ask me like, oh my God, that's so cute. Um, I, I would love to wear something like that, but I just don't think it would look good on me. How do you know? Have you tried it? And that's what I would tell people. You, if you like something, wear it. And then just see how it feels like I just I wear anything that I want and if it feels good that's just that's it but you won't know until you try it you won't know until you throw yourself into the water and and feel it out like that's that's really my only advice so uh so you actually just nailed uh, one of the questions I was gonna ask later which was essentially advice so so I don't have to worry about hey do you have any advice well you already answered the advice question already uh uh, I, I do have a, I think I do have another good question before we wrap up and which is again about the music. Uh, now you mentioned that you performed in front of people, especially during COVID and stuff like that too. Uh, do you, it, it's a very weird questions. Like how do you relate being able to, to not only act in front of people on stage, but also being able to sing in front of people on a stage, is it essentially the same energy you're going into every performance, or is it basically two different, uh, like two different mindsets? Okay, Christian, 
here I am as an actress today. I might just try and think about my acting. Okay, Christian, here I am as Doba today. I might be thinking about my singing today. Or is it essentially the same mindset going forward each time you're on stage? Yes. Um, so theater has helped me build the confidence to perform my music in front of people. It's the same, um, you know, it, it's within the same area, but the difference is, is that like when you're acting, you're assigned a character. Yeah. Um, you're, you know, there's rehearsal, there's, there's directing versus when you're out there performing as an independent artist, you have to create all that for yourself. So yes, I have to create that notion of, okay, Dova, I'm not Christian right now because if I think of myself as Christian, I'm gonna crumble in fear yeah. and stage fright. But if I think of myself as Dova, okay, I'm Dova. Nobody here knows me. They know Dova. Yeah. They're just gonna what I give them. Um, that's how I'm able to perform. I still get nervous. I'm not gonna lie. Yeah. But I just, I, 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 I just take little things that I've learned from theater, you know, like don't look people straight in the eye, like look above their head, you know? And then I just always imagine a large crowd um, because it helps me with space. Like if I acknowledge the actual crowd that's in the room, I feel enclosed, I get nervous. Yeah. So I just create a setting for me, like create just a bigger crowd. I, I just tell myself, you know, they came here to see you. They came here to take in whatever you give, which is pretty much just like acting. It is just like acting really, because people yeah. come to the show to see, to see you, to see what you're going to give them. And, and, you know, whether they have a preconception of, of what's going to go down, like, it's just, you know, like it, what's that um, suspension? Uh, there's, there's a term. Suspension Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. That that suspense, suspense of disbelief. Um, that. So um, I I get nervous, but um, it's it's thrilling, you know, because you never also you never know who you're inspiring at that moment. Um, and I think about that too. I'm just like I don't care if if one person walks out of here like, oh my god, who is Dova? I want to listen to her music. Like, yeah. It, Full of full of hundreds thousands of people if one person could walk out with something that day i am grateful i'm just grateful just the fact that i have a platform where people listen to me yeah. um and performing through the pandemic i performed um beginning of the pandemic i i linked up um with with this collective um called broke girls podcast they're super dope and um they curated it to a performance in a train station which is something I've always wanted to do I always wanted a performance station and um we got to do that and that was super super cool um I had a crowd gather around for my performance you know and and like I black out sometimes because I get yeah. nervous so I tap back in and I see all these people I'm like oh snap like there's people Wait, here people? Uh, what happened <laughs> Yeah, it was really cool. And then um, the other performance was uh, recently, actually, a couple of months ago, um, through through a mutual friend, she put me on, she's like, hey, last minute, we need a performer, you know, and I'm just like, yeah, hell yeah. And, um, you know, the thing is, is that people are open, like, if, if you're if you're pulling up to theater, and if you're pulling up to a concert, if you're pulling up to an open mic, I'm just gonna assume you're coming here with an open mind, because why else would you be here? Yeah, you know, like I'm just I'm just 
and, and that's what I have to tell myself and that whether, whether it's true or not, whatever, like, that's what I tell myself because that's what helps me overcome that stage fright, overcome, overcome Christian, you know? Yeah. Dova's the one that's out there. Just like when acting the character, you know, um, Aunt Esther is out there. It's not Christian right now. It's Aunt Esther, you know, whatever Aunt Esther brings to the table, they won't know. They won't know because yeah. they don't know Aunt they're meeting Aunt Esther today for the first time. That's the same thing with Dova. Whatever I bring to the table, in my mind, I could be like, oh shit, I fucked up. They won't know. They're gonna come after me and be like, yo, that was so cool. I wasn't expecting that. And in my mind, I'm like, really? Like, I'm asked, you know? So it's really, it, it correlates. Theater has definitely helped me create that foundation for myself and that confidence to be able to put myself out there, um, to put my music out there, to put my other skills out there. So I, I, I love, I love theater for that. I love my professors at BMCC, you know, Lori Key, Daphne Secret, uh, Papachis, Diane Dowling, um, who else? The, you know, my, my professors here now at, at, at Brooklyn College. It's just, it's, it really helps. It really, that for me, school has helped me. It has been, has been a place where I've been able to meet other people where I've been able to express myself and explore myself as well. Like yeah. if it wasn't for BMCC and, and, you know, their support and my ensemble, my friends too, not just the professors, like I made some real dope friends that were very supportive. If it wasn't for that, I, I wouldn't have the confidence to be where I'm at today. And I wouldn't have the confidence to keep pushing because it's not easy. It's hard. It, it is. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Like, you know, I, yeah, I, I do have a question because it actually just popped up into my mind is like, I was actually going to talk about, I was actually going to ask yourself about being an independent artist, but uh, if you had the choice from, if you had a choice maybe of choosing a public college, set, you know, like CUNY stuff like that, or a conservatory, like a two-year conservatory, like a Stella Adler School or a, the actor studio or something like that, would you still choose, like, would you still choose the college thing over or would you just use, or would you use the conservatory route where is this, where you're kind of like built up essentially from the ground up again? Hmm. Well, hang on, especially if, you know, if you could like rewind, if you could, with the knowledge you know now, if you could rewind time, essentially, would you essentially go, still go to college or would you just go to the conservatory route there we go brooklyn college is conservatory style like um so th the experiences are very different um i would say that at at bmcc i had more room to to be flexible and explore and be able to focus and be able to dive into um, other things versus Brooklyn College conservatory style, which is strictly focused on acting, um, hardcore, you know, like memorizing things almost every week. It's harder. It's not fun. <laughs> yeah. um, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade it. I, I've, I've got to experience both. And, um, you know, I just, I, I believe that at the end of this all, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, it, it, it's, it all, it's all gonna help me be where I want to be. You know, it's all gonna help me experience 
gain this knowledge, you know, um, if that makes any sense, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't choose one or the other. Um, they're both very different. I do miss the, the, the flexibility of BMCC and, and, you know, being able to explore my creativity, um, versus just, you know, but you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I definitely would have gone to BMCC as a fresh student rather than a transferee because I feel like if I had just gone as a transferee, I mean, with the knowledge I know now, the, uh, me as a student at BMCC, as a transfer student, it really didn't enjoy, I really didn't have the notion of being able to be part under a lot of great teachers because I only it was like, okay, all the stuff here are already known from Kingsborough. So here's the stuff that you already know. So you don't have to worry about acting one, acting two, all that stuff. So it kind of like you know, intro to acting, all that stuff. And it's like all the stuff that I know now, I could, like I could, it's like if I had gotten the chance, I would definitely have gone back to BMCC as a fresh student, as a you know fresh student rather than just as a tr uh, transfer, and then go straight into Brooklyn College just right after. Well, not like right after, but like you like how you said before. You know, once I graduated, I took essentially a semester off. So I'll probably do the same thing where it's like, once I have graduated, semester off, recharge, apply to Brooklyn College, and then go to the Brooklyn College route. So yeah, it, I definitely do feel like the professors there at both BMCC and Brooklyn College have been great outreaches and also just like outputs and emotional support, support system, teachers, whatever you want to call it, whatever you want to say. And I feel like what you just said before, I wouldn't trade it up for the world with the stuff I have learned over the past, say, eight years or so, or not eight, no. Yeah, about. Yeah, about eight years or so, yeah. So yeah, it, it definitely feels like, I, you know, and, and plus another thing about conservatory um, acting schools, it definitely feels a lot more difficult to even, even as a conservatory acting uh, uh, actor, because you know, how many success stories do you know aside from the people who are already you know famous enough? Because like, how many, you know, how many friends do you know who have gone to conservatories and not have a horrible story about being in that conservatory? Yeah, so, so it definitely feels a lot. It's like yeah, it's like because it, it definitely feels like one of those. Yeah, but yeah, but I, I feel like going to a college has a much more of a uh, community aspect because one, the students become a lot more friendly, especially as the semester rolls on. Uh, two, I just kind of wish the uh, people kind of like open up like on the first week and stuff like that and rather than, oh yeah, it's the last week, let's open up, let's open up a lot more than, than we were like previously. So it definitely feels like if you, yeah, it definitely feels like without the, notion of everything else is just like, like yeah you kind of figure what i'm trying to say it's basically yeah. college is good depending on the college <laughs> <laughs> uh but yeah back to my original and question before we had got it in a sidetrack off of uh the stuff is like would you have rather you know all that stuff i do have one last question before i go into my last questions you know, it's like my last question before my other last question uh, you mentioned being an independent artist. Uh, being an independent artist, especially a musician in New York City, uh, or at least in New York, you know, 
what is this because i'm not uh, i've talked to other independent artists in on the show i talked to deb stein i talked to grandmaster shogun i talked to 64-bit wanderer who isn't in new york city but he is a new york you know kind of like has play, a placement in new york and you know, stuff like that too uh, what has been and also be the scar too or, you know what has been essentially I don't want to say like the hardest part, but what has been like the ground mentality of being an independent artist in New York? Because you not only are producing your own music and, you, you know, you're producing with your own music, with your own team, uh, you're, you're writing your own songs, you know, uh, how it's like, what is your mentality into to go into the same thing? Okay, um, I would say the hardest part, honestly, would just be the marketing side of it. Um, when you're an independent artist, some independent artists have their team, um, but in my case, I'm still working on solidifying a team. And um, for me, the hardest part has been the marketing aspect because, um, you know, I've been, I've been able to, I've been putting myself out there and stuff, but you know, there is always a lot more you can do. And now we live in an age where if you don't have a certain number of following or a certain you know not just on instagram but like or on soundcloud because i share my music on soundcloud like if you don't yeah. have a certain number of listeners sometimes people will not listen um so that's that's initially been the hardest part for me which is just like the the self-marketing self-putting myself out there and then just you know acknowledging that i have to have a certain following for people to listen yeah. which is creating when you don't have that following um which is great when you do have that following um so that's really so far thankfully that's been the only hard part oh the only other hard part is that sometimes people predominantly male men yeah. um wanna use they say they want to work with you um, but they don't really want to work with you. Yeah. They're not really interested in working with you. They're interested in other things. Um, but that's that's a whole nother topic. But yeah, as yeah. far as you know, everything else, you know, thankfully it's it's been smooth for me. I cannot complain. I've I've been able to perform in places that I've always wanted to perform at, like SOBs. Um, I you know, I got that off my bucket list. There's still a lot of places that I want yeah. to perform. But it's that's just really the hardest part. Like I want to be on color studios, I want to be on tiny desks. But again, if you don't have a certain following, like yeah. they're kind of look over you. But you know what? That just it's just a matter of time, and it's just a matter of continuously putting myself out there, continuously yeah. putting out content because that's major right now. Like visual content um, is what people really look for as well, and that has helped me a lot. Actually, that has helped me connect with some real dope people real dope artists that are like yo i like i like your content i like your style i think you have potential you know let's work um but i'm trying to right now i'm i want to transfer from potential to all you know what i'm yeah. saying like, yeah i, I definitely I, understand what you're saying yeah like so I, i'm trying to figure out how i can do that like what can i do right now to make noise you know yeah. because i say as a female, you know, many people are like, you're a female, like, you know, you could use your sexuality, sex, sex cells, this, this and that. Granted, I get it. 
but at the end of the day i want my music and and my artistry and my art to speak for me you know what i'm saying like i don't i don't want i mean if it comes okay great regardless i think i'll get sexualized but that's not how i want to put myself out there you know what i'm saying like yeah. i want for to listen to my lyrics and be like oh shit like i could relate like oh snap i like what she's writing like oh snap yeah. I listen to more of her writing because the people that have inspired me in my life that's that's what got me into music like you know being young and listening to all these rappers i mean being like oh my god like where do they come up with these things like you know like they're writing and, and that's what that's the impression i want to leave on people i want my artistry to speak for myself i want my art to speak volumes and i have to figure out how i can do that in a world so big but yet so small you know what i'm saying yeah. it's really there's so many like gray areas so many ins and outs so many little like pockets and stuff but you know i'm still trying to figure it out um also being an introverted extrovert is hard because it's like people think i'm extrovert i can be i'm very outgoing i'm a social butterfly you know sometimes but sometimes i won't talk to somebody unless they talk to me you know yeah. and and when it comes to networking like you have to be the one to put yourself out there and be like hey what's up like i don't know it's too much sometimes but it comes it comes along with this so that's where i'm at right now and a very good way to end the episode uh, not fully but uh, a good way to end the discussion on this episode so as i said uh i do have three questions left you kind of already nailed if one of the other questions was as advice uh but do you have any other advice that unless it, unless it's basically the same advice before do you have advice to those who are still watching or listening uh and they are essentially emerging artists where it's like they don't know where 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 they're going uh firsthand sometimes people's artists stop when they don't see money coming in um my advice for that is if you love this if this is your passion do not drop it because there's no money coming in yet yeah um I've I've had I've had friends who you know like photography, but they won't dedicate their time, and that's what they want to do. But they won't dedicate their time to that because it doesn't pay their bills. I've thank God I've been able to manage where I could pay my rent, I could go to school, and I could still create. I don't know how. <laughs> don't ask me how, but that's why I say I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Like, yeah. and and there's been so many times where I'm just like, damn it, like. You know, I could have taken that job and I could have been making bank. You know what I'm saying? But that job requires, it's not a job. Like they tell you it's a job, but they want you to treat it like a career. They want you to drop everything. They want you to be yeah. there hours. I cannot do that. It will kill my soul. I cannot yeah. put my music and stuff to the side just because I'm not making the amount of money or I'm not, you know, famous, et cetera. Things come. So that is my main, that's my advice. Like just because you're not making money off of it yet, don't drop it. Also, yeah. when you're putting yourself out there as an artist, people are gonna talk, they're gonna criticize, you know? And, and that's not all there is out there. Some people are very positive and empowering, but you know, there's the other side to the coin. People are super, they, they, people that do not make music will tell you how to make your music. And I, you gotta let that slide. You gotta let that roll yeah. off. I'm saying it's not gonna get to you, if it gets to you, fine. There's been things that have got, gotten to me, but I will never stop doing what I do because somebody tells me I suck. I do not care. 
I do not care. You think if you think if I cared, I would be putting myself out here like that? No, because I'm very aware that I'm still I'm still exploring. I'm still figuring out my sound. I'm still figuring out what works for me, what doesn't. That's the whole point. Like there there is no rule book to this. Like there's no rule book to this. You yeah. figure it. Oh, every artist is individual. You know what I'm saying? Just like a human. When you're born, you don't know how to walk. You learn how to walk. You learn how to talk. You learn how to eat. You learn how to use your fingers. You learn You learn how things work out. That's the same thing when it comes to art, music, you know, but like being that the question is about music. That's the same thing about music. You know, thankfully, I I, I was writing poetry as a child, grew up writing poetry. You know, that's that, that was my outlet, journaling, everything. Then I wanted to have a voice, create my voice, you know, create a platform for myself because I felt, I feel I have something to offer. And then I just kept going. You know how many people told me how I should write my music, how I should, oh, you should have done this. Oh, I don't like this. I don't care. (laughs) I don't care. I'm going to figure out what works for me. I'm going to figure out a way to make money off of this shit. It's going to come. It's going to come. Why? Because it's the only thing I want to do. It's the only thing I can do. It's the only thing I believe I'm pretty good at. When so, someone starts, yeah, sorry to interrupt you, but when someone starts to uh, critique your work, you know you're on the right path because they don't like how your work is being, you know, they kind of like want a different sound or something like that. So you know you're on the right path when people are like, you know, you know, I like this song, but I could I couldn't done it without the trumpets. And you're like, mm, people seem to not like the trumpets. I'll keep yeah, in mind. Like, right. And the funny thing is, is that that's how it will start off to be like, um, yeah, I don't like this. And then a couple of months later, they're like, yo, this song's fire, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yo, that's funny. Cause when I first showed you this song, you were like, eh, mm-hmm. I could do it without. And then now you're all like, oh my God, this song is fire. So it's it's also about momentum. You know, it's like people won't fuck with you until people start fucking with you. You know what I'm saying? So oh, yeah. today my song will be shit. Tomorrow everyone's gonna be loving it because that's my experience. That's what's happened. So I, I am not phased. I am really not phased because like I said, at the end of the day, I want to do this. Just like my clothes. If I wanna wear it, I'm gonna wear it. And if I go outside and someone's like, yo, I don't like your socks. I don't like your shirt. I don't care. <laughs> I wore it because I wanted to wear it. Just like my music. I did this because I wanted to do it. Because it felt good for me. Because I sat there and I cried right after listening to this song. Like, oh my God. I don't, you know, things like that. Like, that's really, it's, it's your experience. It's yeah. your experience and you have to own it. Even, even if you're not confident act as if until you become as if because eventually you'll become it eventually you'll you'll start realizing what you can do and your potential and then you start realizing that once you become once you become your own supporter once you become your own cheerleader everything else does not matter everything else is just a plus if you want to support me great i appreciate you if you don't i'm not going to die i'm not going to stop there's people out there who listen to me and a shout out to y'all. And I'm grateful. Like I said, I could be in a room full of thousands of people. If one person walks out with something after my show, I- I'm blessed. I did my job. I'm grateful. I'm-, I'm really grateful because I have the platform. I have the skills. I have the confidence. I have the energy. I have, I have a dream. You know what I'm saying? I, I-, I believe in myself. I have hope. Like something's got to give, you know what I'm saying? Something's got to give and it will. And it will because is what I want. 
And on that note, I think that's a great uh, vice uh, to go with. Uh, uh, so I mentioned that before, I, I mean, I meant, we mentioned this before, but marketing, uh, do you have any social media that you do want to plug? Oh, yes. <laughs> um, you can follow me on Instagram at c.dova. And um, I'm on YouTube. My YouTube channel is Dova, Dovart. And then um, you could also listen to my most recent EP. It's called Open Mic by Dova. That's on all streaming platforms. So if you just type in open mic, um, open dash mic, D-O-V-A, Dova, I'll pop up. Um, and then, yeah, I'm on Twitter and I'm on Tumblr, but like those are my most like low key. I'm on TikTok too, but the mains is uh, IG, YouTube, and um, SoundCloud and all the streaming platforms. But if you go on my Instagram, c.dova, there is a link tree there that you'll be able to find everything much easier. I, I think I got to start using the link tree too. Uh, and you already mentioned uh, your EP. Uh, do you have also any work that you do want to promote that's coming up? That yes. Right now I'm working on music videos uh, for that EP. We are in the editing process of um, the music video for Mother Funk. So um, that should be coming out, what are we in, May? That should be coming out May, um, closer to June. We are about to get into shooting Cherry Berry Beret Baby, which is the last song of that EP. Um, that's gonna be super dope. I'm working, I'm collaborating with some really dope artists. Um, and I'm really excited to share that. That's what's going on right now. And on that note, uh, Dover, thank you for being a guest on today's uh, podcast episode. Uh, I hope you all have enjoyed listening to us, either me ramble on or Dover rambling on a very good, a lot of good details. I hope you all enjoyed today's episode. Uh, it was great to speak, uh, catching up with you. And yes, take care, everyone. Please be safe and please be well. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for inviting me. I, I appreciate what you're doing, allowing this platform for us artists to come here and share. Um, so thank you so much. The ship does wonder